Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. Hey, everybody out there listening to the sweet, soothing sound of my voice. As many of you may know, my co-host, Matt Teifke, owns a property management company here in Austin, Texas by the name of Tree Homes. He is my boss. I work for him. And the lead property manager for the company is his wife, Lexi Teifke. And we thought it would be a fun episode to talk to Lexi about playing the middleman between tenants and owners. And basically trying to please both sides, keep both people happy, and the balance that you have to play when owning rental uh, investments. Uh, So today's a really good episode. You kind of see both sides of the game. Um, So stick around to the end. It'll be a good one. Uh, (laughs) I always edit this part out because it's always awkward awkward to start. Yeah. Um, First, uh, Lexi, I guess, tell us a a little bit about yourself and, and what you do daily. Cool. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Happy Friday, everyone. Yeah, Friday. happy Friday. Yeah. Well, Friday, it doesn't really count in property management world because it's a seven-day-a-week job, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Problems don't stop. And, um, you know, that's why I think property management's important, right? Because it's just all the time. Uh, so my main role is I'm kind of transitioning into more of an operations director, um, overseeing everybody. We've added a lot of different parts to our team, maintenance, leasing, accounting. And so now I'm the lead property manager, making sure that everybody, um, everybody kind of works together and that everything stays on track and being a support to owners and tenants, Mm -hmm. uh, when needed. So, uh, for those listening that don't know what, can you tell us what exactly is property management? Yeah. So we are really here for the the tenants and the owners to, so people can have an investment property and not have to worry about it, right? They can just have money come into their, their inbox, right? So we, we collect rent. A lot of people think that all you do is collect rent and handle maintenance issues. And they're like, well, I can do that. There's so much more that goes into it. Um, just maintaining a property and maintaining people's you know, lives. It's not always a, a perfect world, a 12 month lease and they're in and out and they leave it in perfect condition. And, you know, you'd like to think that really, we, <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, we, we screen tenants and we do everything we can to, to try and, and make it as, as great as possible, but, um, the world's not perfect. So sure. that's why I think it's, it's important to have a property management company to help you when things don't go like they're supposed to. Right. So essentially you're the middleman between um, a renter and then uh, a homeowner. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And so you kind of take care of all the, the work for the homeowner that they don't want to do. Yeah. And that's where I think it gets a little bit complicated because you are the middleman. You know, it's not always our call and tenants think it is our call. Um, you know, if they want certain things taken care of, well, it might not be as important to the owner in their investment property, you know, um, some tenants want you to have a perfect landscaped yard and owners are like, well, that doesn't really increase my value of the rental. So there's different things where usually it's about managing expectations of the renters and the owners. Well, when you're working for many different owners that have different expectations on their, their rental properties, it's hard to have a set 
system, right? And so that's where, you know, we, we try and help owners get on board with us of finding that balance of helping, you know, keeping a good maintained property so the tenants are happy. Mm-hmm. If they're happy, they're going to take better care of the property and they're going to stay longer. So, but it's, you know, it's getting owners on board with that mindset that can sometimes be a challenge. And then it can also be a challenge for tenants to understand that it is a rental property. And, you know, uh, we always welcome our tenants to make it a home and and do what they want to the house to make it their own. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, you know, with boundaries, but um, yeah, it's, it's hard to kind of find that, that balance between perfection that the tenants want and cash flow that the owners want. Sure. Yeah. I gotcha. And, um, so I know that like finding a balance is, um, you know, the main, I mean, the goal, you know, for you as a, as a property manager. Um, but, you know, say uh, an owner comes to you and has complaints about the tenant, but the tenant, you know, has, I guess, essentially hasn't done anything wrong. Um, you know, how do you, I guess, choose a side in that situation? Or, I mean, who do you think's right? Or who do you put as the priority? Um, I guess, Maybe an example or, or something like that if you walk through Yeah, that. yeah, great question because it's not always black and white. You know, a lot of times it is black and white. Uh, we have to follow a lease contract, and so sometimes we'll be asked to do things from an owner that's beyond our scope from the lease, right? We have to confine to that lease contract. But sometimes it's not always that simple. Sometimes owners, um, man, I can give you a great example um, that we're kind of dealing with right now. One of our owners... Um, has a pretty big piece of property. So the, the tenant that leased it liked it because it was a big land. And so he had two boats and a car and a golf cart and had all this extra stuff. And the owner is really, really thinks it looks trashy and he doesn't like the tenant there. So his answer to that was evict my tenant. Well, I'm not really allowed to do that. Like I can tell the tenant I can send him a violation for extra stuff that he's not allowed to have, and I can make them have it in a certain area on the driveway or in the garage. Um, but besides that, like, I don't know that I would be able to win a court case, right? So that's like where I tell owners, like, I'm going to waste a lot of money and a lot of time at court, and then I might not win. And then you're dealing with a tenant that's now really mad because you tried to evict them, you didn't win. It just creates a really hostile situation. So I always try and be, I think sometimes being on the owner's side is advising them of what they should do to be on the tenant's side. Sometimes it's, mm. it's creating that. Right. That's yeah. a good point. And in this situation, um, I mean, evicting that tenant, that seems like such a simple cut and dry solution. But that would, at the end of the day, cost the owner a lot of money. You know, yeah. I mean, I guess the cost of going to court and then vacancy times, find, I mean, new leasing fees to finding a new tenant mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Yeah. And man, when it comes to eviction, um, you know, we're, we're very serious about when rent is due and tenants following their lease contract. But when it comes between eviction and not eviction, if there's a way that you can work with the tenants, um, maybe even allowing them out of their lease, a lot of um, a lot of companies even do cash for keys. There's so many different things you can do besides just jumping straight to eviction. And I think it's our job as property managers to some you know owners might think it's your job to do the eviction like right away. Well, it's our job to help you make the best decision. And we're investors ourselves, so I think sometimes. 
that's advising you against that because Matt and I, with our investment property, we would work with our tenants until the end before we evicted them. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, evictions are a lose-lose. The owners lose money, and then it's on the tenant's record, and it's really, really hard to ever get that off. Um, I mean, 10 years down the road, it's still going to show up on their record, mm-hmm. and a lot of property management companies have a policy where if you ever have had an eviction, we will not lease to you really hurt your credit um, for buying a house. So it's, it's just a bad situation that, like, we really don't want to put our tenants in if we don't have to. Right. Um, earlier, so you just mentioned cash for keys. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of us who don't know what that is, um, I guess, do you want to dive into that a little bit and what that means? Yeah. Um, actually, Matt and I just recently did this for our office. So we, we bought an office that was in a lease, and most leases do survive a sale um, or a transfer. So just because you buy a property and it's cha- changing owner's hands doesn't necessarily mean that that lease is now void. A lot of times the lease is still good and it's, they still have rights to the property. So when we purchased this, this office, um, it had, a, had tenants in it, and we really wanted to try and get them out so we could get in and get settled. We really have a need for an office. And so instead of, um, you know, we can't force our tenants out if they're following the lease and they're paying their rent. And so we, we gave them an option to get out of their lease and they decided that it was easier to stay. And so we did cash for keys. We said, we will basically buy you out of your lease. We'll give you cash if you give us the keys. It's a um, it's a win win. So they have the the money up front to go find another rental, to pay for moving expenses, and usually have a little bit left in their pocket for the trouble. Gotcha. And regarding the <clears throat> the cash for keys, um, why that would be beneficial from our perspective and how we looked at it was that we we're paying rent for an office space here at Vessel, and we knew that we were going to be paying for at least six or seven more months until that lease expired with the tenants. So we just decided to offer them what we were paying in rent as a lump sum. Mm-hmm. And then they can get out early, they get a good chunk of money. And then, you know, we may be a little overpay, but it gets us in our office building faster. Yeah. Oh, hey, Matt, also go into Cash for Keys if you're buying a foreclosure property. Um, sim- pretty simplistic on the explain- explanation right now, because we could do a whole podcast on that, but... There's a um, late fee that that people um, rack up if they're not making their mortgage payment, and we've come in in certain situations and paid twenty or thirty thousand dollars to help somebody avoid a foreclosure, and then you acquire all the equity in the property that they have, and you can pay maybe fifty thousand and they owe thirty, and then you give them twenty to keep in their pocket, which is sometimes a really nice thing to do, and then they can turn around and lease it from you or move out. You got to be careful if you're gonna turn around and lease it to someone because they're already going through troubles and they had a hard time making their mortgage payments. So you might be starting that process over again and then being late on on their rent payment now. Yeah, very good point. And I I think what we've done in the past is just making sure that if you're going to release it to the owner, maybe they got behind because they lost their job, but maybe they have a job now that they can keep up with the mortgage payments. They just need a clean slate to start over. So it's a good idea if you screen the, even the owners because now they're your tenant. Mm-hmm. So you should treat them just like they are a tenant. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. I guess what I'm hearing is that 
um, a lot of times the owners don't know, I guess, the situation that the tenant is in or um, they can't see it from the tenant's perspective. And a renter and a property owner are in two different places in life uh, most of the time. Um, and so basically getting the owner to, to see it from the tenant's perspective and the tenant mm-hmm. seeing the owner's mm-hmm. perspective um, is kind of the the goal or I guess what you're trying to do, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think we're here so that the owners don't have to carry all the sympathy that the tenants will give you because there are a lot of, there's a lot of stories and there's a lot of drama that goes into it that we like to save our owners, right? But whenever you have a property manager, you are missing out on, you don't know them, right? Like we get to know their kids, their dog, their husband, the wife. And so when we know a tenant for over a year, if they renew and um, we've been working with them a while, and then one of their kids ends up in the hospital, well, we feel it a lot more than the owners do. And we can sympathize with them. And, you know, there's always a balance, right? Like we, we, I think it's our job as a property management company, especially as a small family owned company to make the owner's realize like, hey, these tenants have been great for a year and a half. They're running into something hard. Let's work with them. But there is a difference between that kind of tenant and one that's always late. They're violating their lease and then they run into something difficult. Is it just another story? And so I think that's where we help with the balance of bringing the information to the owners that's really vital to helping them make the right decision, but keeping them out of the drama. Right. That's a good point. And, and on the flip side of that, like, because they're out of the drama, the first time they may hear about this hospital is when the rent's late, right? And we may have known about it three months ahead of time. And so that's part of that balance is it's not only financial, it's you, we want to work with them and you know, do the right thing a lot of times. I think it really comes back to building a trust with the owners so that they know that we're making the right call in their if we were, if, you know, as them, <clears throat> them just trusting us to, to make that, that call mm-hmm. and knowing that we have their best interests in mind, even if the best interest is working with the tenants. Right, yeah. I think yeah, that's and- a great point uh, because when an owner is calling us and, and worrying, it's because that they don't trust that we're doing the right thing. And so if we can build that trust it one saves everyone time but more importantly is that's the reason why we're here right yeah is to keep the owner out of it because the idea and why someone would use a property manager is that their time is more valuable spent focusing on what they're good at their job or maybe even their free time what they like to do than you know uh, handling maintenance calls and running over to the property when they just got off work and I actually kind of good point I talked to a firefighter the other day who was probably going to give us three properties that he owns and the way he values his time when he's off work is basically um, what he gets paid in overtime because that's what he would, would be getting paid if he was still at work I like that and so if it is it worth you know um, him taking a call and running out to a property when he could be at home with his family and that's why we're here. And so yeah. the more the owners get involved, the less reason that we're in this in the first place because we're trying to save them time. And so that's just the balance is, um, you know, building that trust, which takes time. And the owners have to trust that, you know, Tree is doing the right thing 
versus you know spending two hours on a weekend trying to figure out a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from the to go, I guess to be from the tenant's perspective, the benefit of renting from someone who has a property manager, like if it was just the owner, from what I'm hearing, like some of the owners are not as sympathetic with you know renter situations and stuff like that. So having the property manager uh, be able to somewhat um, be that middleman between you and the owner would be beneficial for a renter. Like if I say I had you know a, a medical situation going on and I was you know late on one or two months of rent, like the property manager would help me out more as opposed to the owner who might not be as sympathetic and is just looking at this as um, a way to, to make money or something like that. And not only that is the owner might not be able to help, right? Because a lot of our owners have jobs. Yeah. And if you're a firefighter and you're working a 24-hour shift, you're not taking maintenance calls, so you're going to call them when you get off. Mm-hmm. When you get off, you're probably going to want to go to sleep, you know, if right. you're a firefighter. So um, we can save time um, and then have those relationships to take care of things that, as an owner, you just you know collect that check every month. That's the ideal owner. Mm-hmm. Right, right. The other thing, too, is um, as an owner a lot of times you're just dealing with situations as they come up. With a property management company, we're seeing these situations over and over again. So most likely when a situation comes up, we've dealt with it before and we've already created a process on how we're gonna deal with it. So we're dealing with it the same every time. Whereas if you're an owner, just kind of willy-nilly, sometimes you're if you're in a good mood, you're doing it one way. If you're in a bad mood, you're doing it a different way. Well, tenants see that and they, they know how to start like working the system. But with us, if we have a set process, you can't work the system because the system's working you. Yeah. Nice. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and some property owners or people who may be interested in getting started in um, investing in rental properties may hear this and, you know, hear that, like, all they're hearing is tenants late on rent or, you know, tenants damaging the property. But as, a, as property managers, we um, set, have a certain standards or a certain set of standards that we put in place so that we can find the optimal tenant in in the first place. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct, but I, I don't think there's... It's just not a perfect world, right? If it was, we there would be no need for us. So we can screen all day long, which we do. Um, we have a very extensive screening process trying to find that perfect tenant. But, I mean, great example is you might have a great job and be really, really good at paying your bills. But man, you might be just an animal lover and you just can't say no to a stray dog and you're just gonna let them in and you might not really care about how clean your place is. And so the stray dogs, you know, they start to chew up the carpet and that kind of situation could like just stress an owner out and like all they're, they're laying up at night thinking about it. We already have systems in place to be able to take care of that. So you don't have to worry. Things like that just... They don't stress us out because we know how to deal with them, right? So the point is, yes, we look for an optimal tenant, but people are people, right? You can't, people aren't, you can't tell exactly everything about a person from a piece of paper, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, everybody's different. Everybody lives different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Matt, you got anything else? Yeah, I just think it's interesting, uh, your job and your role, like Andrew said, finding that balance between the tenants and the owners and having a long-term mindset to try and keep them in place. But at the end of the day, um, your property manager and you're handling all the accounting and knowing all the laws, 
but you're also like almost part-time counselor. <laughs> yeah. And, right. And, yeah. um, just hearing about people's lives and some people just want to talk and it's important that you treat them like people mm-hmm. and not just like a, a number in our system because Absolutely. they, sometimes they do need to share and, um, they really appreciate that. And I think that we've had tenants in, in all the properties that we own that have, st- have stayed there for multiple years, two, three, four years. And I'm super confident that the reason that they're still there is because how you've treated them and dealt with them when, you know, they had some needs. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I don't think you, I think you can still be a friend to owners and to tenants and still have boundaries. And I think that that's where a lot of property managers get caught up is that in order to have a professional relationship, in order for people to respect you and to follow the rules, you can't be friends with them. You can't be nice. You can't listen to them. It needs to be all business. And I think that's kind of what makes us different. I, I do have a great relationship with a lot of our tenants. I do know a lot about their personal life and what they're going through and kind of what makes the job fun. You know, it it's, relates it to real world, and, and I like that. How many calls and emails do you get yeah. a day? So many. I bet during this podcast I have 50 missed calls and 200, <laughs> 200 emails. Oh, wow. It's crazy. It's, a, it's um, you know, it's it's needs of people. A lot of times it's it's quick stuff that I can just, you know, they just want to feel heard and, um, you know, quickly answer problems. A lot of times it's just delegating and sending those to who needs to handle it. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a, a busy a busy role and a role that really never stops, you know. you got to mm-hmm. be on your toes. Yeah. All right, well, it's Friday. Friday. Go attack the day. Yeah, Yeah. let's do it. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, please leave us a review. Let us know what you think. If you have any need for any real estate investing advice or property management services, please check out our website at www.treehomes.com. That's T-R-E-homes.com. And be on the lookout for our podcast episodes coming out in the upcoming weeks. We'll see you soon.